who that to the who that nation here we are another episode of the dome patrol podcast here on the kb radio network i am your host kevin reed and unless you've been living under a rock it is official sean payton has stepped down as the new orleans saints head coach and quite frankly uh I know it comes as a shock to a lot of people. I know there are a lot of people that are upset and hurt, and this is completely understandable. Uh, I know a lot of people are uh, probably cheering in the streets somewhere, and that's completely understandable. As for me, uh, just to start off the show with, I'm 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 kind of on the fence with it. I'm not as upset. As most people are, um, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's <laughs> uh, a, a slight against Sean Payton or what. I, I really don't know. But honestly, honestly, uh, there's no ill will. I, I get it, actually. I, I understand. Uh, it's been 16 years. You know, that's a rarity in the National Football League. Uh, for a head coach to stay with one team for that long. Uh, otherwise, you have to look to Bill Belichick or that's it. I mean, <laughs> Bill Belichick has been uh, with the Patriots for uh, I don't know how long, but I know it's longer than that. Uh, probably 20 years, I think. Uh, 19, 20 years, somewhere up in there. And um, probably longer than that but the next one the longest tendered coach at one particular team is sean payton and that has come to an end at 16 years 15 coaching if you want to count the uh 2012 season when he was suspended but um i get it (laughs) i get it uh listening to his interview his uh exit interview if you will press conference he said it wasn't stress. Uh, I know this for any normal human being this last season would have been stressful. Um, it was stressful for us. Who that's for us. <laughs> Saints fans who had to watch it. It was very stressful, but he claims he wasn't stressed. He actually, uh, stressed rather. He was excited. Um, it was a challenge for him and me personally, I've said this in previous episodes and I'm going to continue to say it. This was the best coaching job this season here for Sean Payton. And that's the only uh, hiccup I have with this announcement because I felt like, man, he really coached this year. He did an awesome job this year with all things considered. Um, I'm not going to go through the list of all the things because we'll be here until uh, next season <laughs> when we find our new coach. But uh, d- the way this show is going to go, I said I was going to pop in whenever uh, the New Orleans Saints would have any uh, 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 newsworthy things going on. And I think this is about as big as newsworthy as you can get. <laughs> so, uh, hey, man, let's let's go with the Dome Patrol. I thought it was tucked away. Thought it was in hibernation in his cave, but no, sir, no, ma'am. Here we go. And the way we're going to do the show today, we're just going to go over Sean Payton's career as the head coach of the 
New Orleans Saints. It's not going to be doom and gloom. Gloom. Uh, it, it, it's going to be, you know, a little upbeat. Uh, because honestly, people, there's nothing to be upset about. Uh, there's nothing to be down about. Uh, uh, it's to be celebrated because this man should be celebrated for what he has done for this organization. Just think, just think. I know there's a lot of old nine fans out there who don't have a clue of what took place before 2009 when the Saints won the Super Bowl. But there was a time you thought this year was rough. Lord have mercy. You weren't there with the bags that the media, national media loves to bring up. You weren't there when we couldn't watch the games. We had to only listen to it on the radio because the games weren't sold out at the dome. You know, <laughs> you weren't there when the dome patrol was running rapid in the dome, just destroying teams. But we couldn't do anything offensively. Um, <laughs> we had arguably the best defense ever. One of the best defenses to ever be assembled. When you talk about, uh, the steel curtain, the, uh, 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 the purple people eaters, you know, those nice little names they used to give defenses back in the day, the ministry of defense and you know, all that you got to put dome patrol in that category. It's up there with the upper echelons of hall of fame type defenses because as it stands right now, I know Ricky Jackson is in the Hall of Fame. I believe uh, uh, Sam Mills will get in the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, I know he's a finalist. Um, and yeah, Pat Swillen and Vaughn Johnson. Oh, man, that was a defense. But um, that was the only shining light <laughs> for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, when Sean Payton got here, we would just... Uh, this was a broken franchise. This was a memory. Memory serves in 2006. The Saints were almost out of here. The Saints were going to San Antonio, I believe, uh, before the story broke and put a monkey wrench in that plan. But uh, uh, the dome was ravaged from Hurricane Katrina. We all know the story. We didn't heard it at nauseam <laughs> or experienced it and went through it. Um, this team was just like, just the city was displaced. And so was the team. This was a team of ragtag people. You brought in drew Brees, who at the time was just like, okay, you know, decent quarterback, not going to set the world on fire. At least he didn't in San, uh, San Diego when they were in San Diego at the time, chargers, um, you draft Reggie Bush in his first draft. Uh, he also drafted, uh, Roman Harper, uh, uh, Jari Evans, uh, 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 and with the last pick they draft, uh, Marcus coast. And that turned into a, the steal of a century. I mean, if you look back at that draft, that was one of the best drafts the Saints had one of them. They had a couple of good ones afterward afterwards, but that was an awesome draft. And Sean Payton gets here and that first game, I'll never forget it. It was against Cleveland and Cleveland beat us. I think, and it was like, uh, like, Oh man, this is not going to be, good. <laughs> it's not a good shot, a good start, Sean. And then, um, 
all they did was go on and reopen the dome on Monday Night Football, which is still one of the emo most emotional moments in sports, you know, uh, to reopen that dome, which was the, 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 the landmark of all the travesty that took place during Hurricane Katrina where it was used as a shelter. And, uh, I'm not going to go through the stories that happened in there, but just look it up. It was horrible. Um, the roof of the Superdome was ripped apart. Uh, it was basically destroyed, almost, de almost destroyed. They rebuilt it, remodeled it, renovated rather and reopened. We played the Atlanta Falcons on Monday night football. It opened up. It looked like the whole city was in that dome that night and for Steve Gleason blocked that punt score for a touchdown and the, the the eruption that came out of there was just oh my god I, I'm getting chills thinking about it it just symbolized that this city is not gonna die and for Sean Payton to lead this team to the NFC championship his first season, his first year here against the Chicago Bears in Chicago and put up a fight. At least they did in the first half. Second half, not so much. <laughs> uh, granted, it was in the snow, but I mean, my God, it, it was horrible. It, we ended up losing that game. But it was so much hope for the future under Sean Payton to see what he had done, to see that he turned this franchise into a winning franchise in such quick fashion it was frightening in a way because normally when you see su success so early you're like oh man did they uh, lack of a better term blow they load too soon there you know and 0708 it looked like they kind of did it wasn't all that great but um the magical 2009 season and starting off 13 and 0 and you just knew it was special i'll never forget i remember it like it was yesterday and i told my cousin this and uh a couple other people this it was a preseason game against the baltimore ravens and the first series first drive of that preseason game and everything clicked they looked like a well-oiled machine and Drew Brees was surgical. I know it was preseason, but it was just something about that team in that game. And I immediately told my cuz, and after the series, Drew Brees went to the other side. Everybody, uh, the whole offense, you know, starting offense, that was it. You know, they scored, and they just looked over, and they just waved by. It was like they had it. You know what I'm saying? They had the glow. And I said, we're going to do, we're going to do something special this season. Cause I just knew it. I knew it, but it was still a fever dream because Super Bowl somewhere we never been to go 13 and oh, and at that, when we got to 13 and oh, I'm like, Hey, let's do it. <laughs> let's go undefeated. What better way to, to, to signify this franchise than to do something that hadn't been done since 1972. 
And that's or was it 74? Whenever the Dolphins did it, the only team to ever do it, go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. I, I felt like this was the year. Well, the, we lost to the Cowboys, which still sticks in my crawl to this day. <laughs> they ruined our perfect season. Oh, but we got in the playoffs. And think about this playoff run. This was one of the greatest playoff runs in history nobody ever talks about. You realize the New Orleans Saints had to play three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They had to play Kurt Warner. They beat him. They had to play Brett Favre. They beat him. Then they had to go in the Super Bowl and play the most surgical of surgeons in Peyton Manning. And they beat him in the Super Bowl. And that um, NFC Championship game, which ironically, uh, yesterday was the 13-year anniversary of that NFC Championship game. And that kick by Garrett Hartley, when it went through the uprights, I remember my cousin was by the house. We were watching it. And... Immediately started screaming. I ran to the back by my wife who doesn't watch games with me because of that reason. And um, (laughs) I ran in there and I just fell on the floor crying. I just couldn't believe it. I just could not believe that the Saints finally are going to. I thought I'd never see this in my life. I've been through the struggle of witnessing one in 15 teams. I went through the struggle of finally getting to the playoffs and getting blown out 42 to 10 by by the Minnesota Vikings. I think that was 88, 89, somewhere up in there. I went through the struggle of all that. And finally, we get to the Super Bowl and, and win it. And to see Sean Payton hoist that trophy i'm one of the lucky few i can proudly say real lucky few who was able to witness that little parade when the saints returned from miami after the super bowl and at the airport and we had a whole parade when they came you know leaving the airport and i remember standing on the curve and uh Fortunately, my job, I, I worked <laughs> I worked for the city. And so we had to put out barricades for the, uh, uh, you know, so they can get out the airport and what's not. So we, I got to stand right there, be right there. And so when Sean Payton drove past and he had his sunroof, he opened his sunroof and he hoisted the Lombardi trophy out of the sunroof. And I was able to reach over and touch the Lombardi. Oh, <laughs> it was it was glorious. I haven't watched this washed this hand in 13 years. It's, it's disgusting, but it was the most beautiful moment of all time. And then he got out the car and he, you know, he went around, let everybody touch. It. I thought I was special. And then he let everybody touch it. And I was kind of like, man, but I touched it first. <laughs> but it was cool. It was real. It was it was. You know, it's just a moment that you never, ever thought you would get, you know, as a Saints fan. At least I didn't. I thought I never would get this moment. You know, 44 years of, of mediocrity 
and here we are. We got it. And, uh, you know, we all know what all took place afterwards. Uh, we had the um, bounty gate. Uh, he gets suspended in 20, uh, 2012. And, uh, it took us about five years to bounce back from that. <laughs> so, and then all the other mishaps in the playoffs thereafter, uh, we kind of squandered at least two or three different Super Bowl appearances. But, uh, as far as relevancy, um, the Saints was one of the best teams in the NFL. Saints have more victories over the past five years than any other team. I think the Chiefs are the only other team that has more victories than us over the last five years. That's saying something, but nobody talks about that. Nobody discusses that. <laughs> and that's all because of Sean Payton. Um, Sean Payton is, I mean, he was awesome, man. I, I, I'm really going to miss him as the coach. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say, but his run is come to an end. It is finished. Uh, he has stepped down as the head coach of the Saints. Uh, Sean Payton, he's 58 years old. And he leaves the Saints with an overall regular season record of 152 victories and 89 losses. And a postseason mark of 9-8, and eight, just like our regular season this season. Um, including one. Super Bowl victory that I just touched on. And in his first year as head coach in 2006, he was awarded the AP Coach of the Year Award. Uh, some of the quotes from his press conference that took place, well, at the time of this recording, a couple of hours ago, uh, he said, honestly, uh, as I sit here, and it's okay, I don't know what's next. Um, Another quote that I grabbed, uh, I lost it. Uh, where is it? Well, it doesn't matter. Um, it wasn't that poignant. Uh, but he did say about his next step might be television. He did talk about that. You know, um, he said he talked to Drew Brees last night. Well, the night before his press conference. And he said, you know, he has some opportunities um, uh, he don't know much about that part, but he would like to do something like that. It's something that interests him. So it is something that he would consider doing going into television. As far as coaching next year, he's saying he, he don't see that happening with any other team, which a lot of people fear or celebrate, <laughs> you know, want to happen. Namely those cowgirls over there in Dallas, they really want Sean Payton. Um I, I don't mind him coaching. I don't mind him going to another team and coach. Just not there. <laughs> I don't want him to go to Dallas. I honestly don't. Because I know I know he's gonna I know he's gonna do good there. I mean he's a good he he is an awesome coach. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Um now, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, he he has reported that Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen is considered the leading candidate to replace Sean Payton. And also Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn 
is also expected to interview. Um, this is that Aaron Glenn is kind of a shocker. Now, Aaron Glenn was here. He was the uh, secondary coach, coach, I believe, um, before leaving to be the defensive coordinator in Detroit, um, along with Dan Campbell, who became the head coach, who was also an assistant coach here under Sean Payton. Just think of all the assistant coaches that was on his staff. They went on to do other things, you know, become head coaches or coordinators in other places and be successful you know sean payton had he has a coaching tree of his own even though he had is a branch of the bill parcel coaching tree but um the aaron glenn one is interesting uh the dennis allen one is kind of a no-brainer uh that would be the most logical of choices i think aaron glenn is more of a rooney rule thing um, because they do have to interview at least one minority for the head go- coaching position, and I don't think, I don't think he has a chance to get it. But um, <laughs> but it's it is part of the rules and regulations of the NFL. But um, I, I honestly I don't have a problem with it. I guess I can get into the possible coaching replacements. Uh. At this time, my number one would be Dennis Allen, me personally. Dennis Dennis Allen, he has head coaching experience, even though it wasn't successful, uh, <laughs> very successful, but he he does have experience. Um, he knows that, and these are the cons. Uh, he knows this team. Um, he's been with the team. He was here in 2009 when we went to the Super Bowl. Uh, he was the secondaries coach at that time and uh he went on to to be the head coach of the at the time oakland raiders where he it was a dumpster fire i think he only won eight games in three years or something to that effect it was bad but you got to remember uh the raiders were not that good i mean as far as a team they didn't they weren't that good just just to put it kindly Um, so he got fired there and ended up coming back as the defensive coordinator here in New Orleans, where it's been some hitting hits and misses. Uh, I can honestly say it's been some seasons where the defense looked very bad. (laughs) The defenses looked really bad, but when they're on, they're on. When they look good, they look good. Namely this season, this season defense looked like a top five defense, which they did finish uh top 10 i believe i think they were ranked number seven if i'm not mistaken but uh he was the interim head coach for our game against the tampa bay buccaneers this season when we shut out the buccaneers nine to zero so uh that would be logical he is technically the assistant head coach so um you know but I do know as of today, he had an interview with the Chicago Bears for their head coaching uh, vacancy um, <clears throat> among some other teams, I believe. I think the Giants, if I'm not mistaken, is also interested. But honestly, I think this will be the best spot for him. And that, that's not being selfish or, you know, not wanting him to get out the building, which I don't. But Sean Payton... Even though he's walking away, he's leaving. Uh, 
he didn't he didn't go scorch earth on the team before he left. <laughs> this is actually a good team. This is actually a team with a strong foundation. Yeah, there are pieces that do need to be addressed. You know, we need to address the wide receiver receiver position, quarterback position, of course. Uh, a couple of pieces on the offensive line, um, uh, tight end, um, a few other, few other positions, a couple of other rather, but they can't be fixed. And I think if you nail your quarterback down and start from there, you can, you have something. This team went nine and eight this season, granted under Sean Payton and his leadership, but they went nine and eight. With this, with 58 different players starting this season, with four different quarterbacks starting this season, this team ended with a ending, I mean, with a winning record. And I think that's something to build on. Uh, the next head coach has something to build on. Um, if it's not Dennis Allen, uh, well, before I go on to that, Dennis Allen, it, this, here's the scenario I pick up. If it's Dennis Allen, he moves up to head coach, right? That leaves the defensive coordinator job open. You take Chris Richard, move him up from secondary coach to defensive coordinator. That keeps the defense structured. That keeps that pumping, you know, that blood pumping. Now, I do know I did read that, uh, Chris Richard was interviewing for, I believe, the Ravens defensive coordinator job uh, one day this week or probably already happened. Don't know if he got the job or not. Hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I hope he's we were able to keep him here because that secondary looked real good this season under his leadership. And I can just imagine the whole defense under his eye and that that would be nice. So that that's my scenario. As far as offense, uh, offensive coordinator, I don't know who he'll bring in, who you can bring in. I know we have Pete Carmichael here, but was Pete Carmichael the real offensive coordinator? You know, because we know Sean Payton called the plays. He, he, you know, he structured the offense. Uh, I'm pretty sure with the help of Pete Carmichael, but, um, I just don't know. The one thing that bothers me about Pete Carmichael, Saints offense, aside from this year, has regularly been in the top 10, if not top five offenses in the lead every season. And you never hear Pete Carmichael's name in this coaching carousel. You never hear it. And I always wondered, why is that? I mean, I knew the answer because everybody know deep down that Sean Payton is the offensive coordinator slash head coach, you know? So is he truly capable of being the real offensive coordinator? I don't know, you know? So we'll see, you know? And that's, that's just a scenario in my head if Dennis Allen moves up to become the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. My other choice at, uh, a potential replacement for Sean Payton would be Eric Benenemy, who uh, is the offensive coordinator for the Kansas city chiefs. His name has been floating around for years and hadn't got his shot yet. But uh, 
I believe it's time, high time for him to get his opportunity. If not with the Saints somewhere, the the guy is, uh, he's done wonders over there in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Granted, he he has had some awesome weapons to play with, but um, you still got to coach him. And another caveat or or, or another uh, um hook you can kind of pull him in with Eric B enemy is from New Orleans. And so for him to come back home and coach his home team, whether he was a fan of it or not, because there are a lot of New Orleans believe it or not, newsflash people, there are a lot of people that in the city of New Orleans who are not Saints fans. Trust me, I know this for a fact. <laughs> you know, just because they live here, just because they're from the 504, don't make them a who that. Uh, most notably, Lil Wayne. Everybody know Lil Wayne is a Green Bay Packer fan, which brought me all the joy in the world when the Packers lost on Sunday. And he was boohooing up there in the stands in Lambeau. But anywho's, <laughs> Mr. I'm so New Orleans. Anywho's, um, Eric B. Enemy, uh, is from New Orleans. Um, so, you know, I mean, who wouldn't want to come back home? You know, <laughs> home, homeboy does good, you know, come back and coach the team from his hometown, whether he grew up cheering for him or not. This is his hometown team. So this would be something to, you know, lure him in. I mean, he is a awesome coordinator over there uh yeah 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 does he have Patrick Mahomes does that make him look a little better of course of course but he was he didn't become offensive coordinator till uh 2018 and before that that offense did not look that good I understand they they didn't have Patrick Mahomes at that point but but (laughs) <laughs> a good coach makes all the difference. I don't care how much talent you have. If you don't have a good coach, it don't mean nothing. Ask Kobe Bryant. <laughs> when Phil Jackson left, he didn't win nothing. <laughs> he didn't win nothing. Phil Jackson came back. They won. Phil Jackson left. Didn't win no more. And so you need a coach. Same thing. Michael Jordan. Phil Jackson. Before Phil Jackson, never got to the finals. Got Phil Jackson, got two, three straight finals, won all three. <laughs> you know? And so, I, which ultimately led to six. But anywho's, coaching matters. I would love to give him an opportunity. Love to keep him on. Uh, well, not keep him on, but have him come and possibly keep Dennis Allen as the defensive coordinator if he doesn't get another opportunity elsewhere. So, uh... That's about it for me. Uh, to a lesser extent, maybe a Brian Leftwich, maybe uh, 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 Brian Forez, the former coach of the Miami Dolphins. Now, the problem with Brian Forez, he uh, <laughs> he 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 is a disciplinarian. It is is I mean, now granted, Sean Payton was a disciplinarian as well. I mean, that's a Saints are a very disciplined team. And so uh yeah, you know, you want that, but I think he is real 
<laughs> militant type disciplinary. Um, yeah, that's about it. I, I don't have many other any other candidates I can see. Uh, it may be a dark horse out there. It may be somebody unknown, no real big name that you want to take a chance with. That's fine too, because let's not forget, in two thousand and six, Sean Payton wasn't a big name. Sean Payton was just somebody who we gave a shot to. He was the offensive coordinator in Dallas. Um, came on, and the rest, as they say, is history. So uh, that's fine too. That's fine too. I'm not mad at that. But before I before we walk away, let's go over Sean Payton' career as the New Orleans Saints head coach. Uh. Sean Payton got here in 2006. His first season here, the New Orleans Saints went 10 and 6 and got to the NFC Championship game, lost to the Chicago Bears. But after that, uh Sean Payton managed through these 16 years, well 15 years not counting the suspended year. Sean Payton went as I stated earlier 52 and 89, uh, putting his win percentage at 0.631. Um, he went to 17 playoff games where he is nine and eight. Um, well, yeah, that's it. But yeah, that's his stats. Uh, one of the winning winningest coaches in the NFL. He was one of the he was the second highest paid coach behind Bill Belichick, making fourteen point five million dollars per year. Um, Sean Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton will be missed. Uh, I wish uh, if I have any pushback or regret to what transpired to him stepping down. I wish I had a little more time to process it as far as like, I knew this was going to be it, you know, going into the season, like this is his swan song, uh, you know, cause we could have appreciated him a little more, but, um, overall I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with everything Sean Payton did for the new Orleans saints. I, I've talked to a a few people and everybody I've talked to, not everybody, but I'll say 90% of it, people I talk to are all right with the decision. They, they're like, we get it. You know, <laughs> we gave it a good run. I mean, to lose our hall of fame quarterback and our soon to be hall of fame head coach and back to back seasons is tough. It is tough. It is a lot to be like, man, <laughs> you know, but, uh, Hey man, look, we, we, we are basically in rebuild mode. Um, the saints have some big questions that need to be answered. This off season, there's a lot that has to go on into this season. And, you know, uh, when I did the exit show for the season, I said our number one priority was locking down his, uh, uh, quarterback. Now that didn't shift it to head coach. <laughs> so now we got to get the head coach established, uh, especially in the next coming weeks. I hope we get one, uh, a decision on one, you know, in, in the coming days. And when we do, 
guess what? I'll be back. <laughs> the Dawn Patrol will be back to talk about our new head coach. Man, I did not expect to be. <laughs> I did not expect to be doing Dawn Patrol after the season, but <clears throat> here we are. And look, I'm cool with it. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about it. But look, I'm going to give everybody time to decompress. I know this is a lot to swallow. Uh, Sean Payton, once again, has stepped down as the New Orleans Saints head coach, ending his 16-year run as our coach. And so, uh, like I said, I don't think it's nothing to be sad about. His press conference wasn't a sad thing. He, he, he seemed happy and upbeat. You know, you never see Sharpie like that. So, so relaxed, you know. So it was, I was happy for him. I, honestly, I'm happy for him. You got to remember, this man got a, a new, shiny, new wife. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the guy want to chill. He didn't caught COVID twice. I'm going through all this with the team. He said he wasn't stressed, but he, he probably was stressed. I, I know he was stressed. You know, man need a break. It, it's been a while. It, it's been a rough rough a uh, few years here especially with our playoff exits and all this here so let the man relax let's give him some time to to breathe maybe he'll change his mind in a year or two and want to come back to new orleans who knows doubt it but hey <laughs> it is what it is so <clears throat> uh yeah we're gonna end it there we're gonna we're gonna just 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 celebrate Sean Payton. Just celebrate him. Let's not be this doom and gloom. It's a new day. We start a new chapter. Look, we already had a new quarterback, and we don't even – actually, we don't have a new quarterback. So <laughs> we are, when Drew Brees left, we knew that was going to be a kind of a rough patch to find our franchise quarterback, even though I, I don't think we uh, – well, I think we found our quarterback. He just got hurt. Uh, in week eight, but it's, it was going to be a process. Same thing with this, with a coach. It's going to be a process. And nobody expected this team to be where they are right now. Like I said before, we still have a foundation. Uh, it's not like we have to do, you know, blow up the team and start from scratch. Got to get new this, new. I mean, we still have Kamara. We still have Thomas. We still have uh, uh, uh <clears throat> Ryan Ramchak, we still have Cam Jordan, we still have uh, Demario Davis, we still have our core members and as long as we got all that I think we're good, I think we are good, we just have to get make the right choice with the head coach and that's the prayer throughout this process so, we're gonna return uh, as soon as that announcement is made and we will discuss that, talk about that Everybody, you be safe out there. Uh, it's not the end of the world. We're gonna we're gonna get through this, and we're gonna get through this together. So say it with me, everybody. Till next time, who that?